What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Not just a good day, a great day. If you uh, know who I'm talking about or who I'm like referencing on TikTok with that little saying, I actually grew up 30 minutes away from that girl. And so I've been following her on TikTok with all of her sorority stuff at Alabama with like the Bama Rush stuff on TikTok. And I have like no idea about sororities. I wasn't in one. So like I don't know the terminology and like the different days that they do and all of that stuff. But it has been very fascinating to watch her because I grew up 30 minutes away from her. We went to the same dance studio for a little bit. She is like quite a bit younger than me, but it's still like, oh, that's odd. Like I am friends with you on Facebook and now you're TikTok famous. (laughs) (laughs) like you're one of my high school friends cousins and now you're TikTok famous so I don't know super strange but if you know who I'm referring to I hope you're having a great day not just a good day so I just got done golfing I did a golf scramble and it was for work Uh, we were doing a fundraiser for the flooding that has happened in eastern Kentucky so I'm glad I was a part of that however I do not golf I'm not a golfer I've literally never golfed in my life uh even like the top golf and putt-putt like I'm horrible uh so this was not my strong suit but they paired me with other girls that also did not know how to play golf. So it was a really fun time. Um, And it got me out of my comfort zone. It was interesting. Uh, Definitely lots of fun. We were the woo girls. We were the cheerleaders. Um, But it was it was a blast. I'm like so excited that I went out of my comfort zone and did that. And like I actually made contact with the balsam. So like that was nice. And I was paired with my best friend, So that's always fun. And then two other girls that I have briefly met before, but uh, I really got to know them a lot better during this golf scramble because we were together for like eight hours, I think. It was a long day. So all of this goes to say that I am exhausted right now. So we're going to keep this short and sweet for the intro. Today's guest is Amanda, and she has been a vet tech for over 14 years and has had pets since she was a little girl. She now has five dogs who are all rescues. Herself, her dogs, her husband, and her newborn all live in southern New Jersey and love to do different activities with each dog, like hiking and paddleboarding. Amanda has learned a lot through her years as a vet tech, and after rescuing her dog, Scarlet Joe, she decided to start educating owners on how to be proactive and responsible so they are never put in a situation to put down their pet due to lack of finances. She now offers a course on how to be more prepared when bringing home a dog, which can help save money and keep your pets safe. So she goes through a lot of like basic training 
just like general dog knowledge that some of us more experienced owners may know now, but prior to getting our dogs, we just, it's, it's the things that you don't typically think about. And that's what she wants to educate people on, what she wants people to be proactive about, prepared for. So she created this course for the new dog owners, the inexperienced dog owners. It would be perfect to send to somebody if they were thinking about getting a dog so that they can just kind of like dip their toes in the water and see what may come from it financially, uh, lifestyle-wise, and her course also comes with a Facebook support group, and we all know how beneficial it is to have a community when you are first getting into this stuff. So you can find the link to this course in the show notes, and we are just going to go ahead and hop right on into it with Amanda. No matter the age of your pet, so much planning is involved when setting them up for success. From the hours of training, to the socialization, to the confidence building. But have you ever considered that the thing causing them a difference in their behavior, whether it's agitation or anxiety, might be a bit more complex than just training? This past year, I began to factor in how Layla's digestion could be affecting her behavior and mood. I didn't previously consider this because it really isn't something that you can outwardly see, nor could she communicate that to me. But after reading her food label, I decided to find a brand that was more balanced, holistic, and fueled her for all of our training and play sessions. But I still wanted it to be convenient for me and all of our trips and even hand feeding. This is when Solid Gold entered our lives. Layla was immediately obsessed with their food and I am equally obsessed with the benefits she gets from it. Up to 80% of a pet's immune system is influenced by the gut, making the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals so important to your pet's overall health and well-being, which, you guessed it, also includes things like their nervous system and behavior. Layla has been eating Solid Gold's new Nutrient Boost line, which is powered by plasma, making it extra nutritious, extra delicious, and providing extra immunity. The added plasma ingredient works to reduce inflammation and increase absorption, making sure that she gets every nutrient possible in her little tummy. And all of this is in kibble form, making it extremely easy and functional for us. Beyond their large variety of customizable food, Solid Gold also makes meal toppers, flavorful bone broths, and supplements. You can snag their products on Amazon, Chewy, Petco, and PetSmart. And find all the details about Solid Gold on their website, solidgoldpet.com. That's also linked in the show notes. Layla assures you that you will not regret checking out Solid Gold for your pet. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are talking to Amanda, and she has like five dogs. She has a lot of dogs, (laughs) but she has a really uh, cool course that she is going to tell us about today and tell us how that got started. And so we'll just hop right on into it. So thanks for being here, Amanda, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here and share my uh, my information with everybody. Hopefully, uh, help people out. 
Oh yeah, of course, of course. So tell us like briefly a bit about you, a bit about your dogs and your newborn. Um, and anything, you know, kind of fun that you have planned, or I'm sure you have a lot of fun stories with, with your newborn and the dogs. So tell us about that. Yes. So, um, yes, I have five dogs and they're all amazing and thank goodness they all get along. Um, I have a Brussels Griffon. Her name is Primrose. I have an Eng uh, English, I have a French bulldog. Her name is Izzy Bull Terrier. Her name is Scarlet Joe. Um, Sheldon, he is a Yorkshire Terrier and a pit bull we recently adopted from a shelter I'm working at right now. She was a foster fail. Um, and I have an eight month old baby. So <laughs> why not? Super fun. <laughs> um, I did recently listen to your last podcast. You are getting married in September. So congratulations mm -hmm. to you. Thank you. I am actually getting married in November. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot on the plates. Um, it comes up really quickly. It does. Um, so again, it's exciting. I think the last thing I would have to say right now is we just got back from Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and um, we saw some bears up close and personal and it it's wild out there. <laughs> yeah. Did you take the dogs? We did not. So my future okay. father-in-law stayed home and he watched um, all of the dogs. We also have chickens. Um, okay. Watch them. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Gatlinburg is really fun. It's about three hours from where I live. So it's like a good weekend trip if you want to do that. Um, did you go to Dollywood? We did. How fun. My Dollywood <laughs> mug. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you have a business inspired by Scarlett Joe, one of your, uh, adopted dogs but you got her as a baby so I really don't even know if I should say adopted um but you got her as a baby and there's this you know really big story behind how you got her which inspired the business so if you want to tell us a bit how that started and you know what your business really encompasses yeah absolutely so um I was working as a vet tech in the animal hospital in 2020 and we were working curbside. So I had a patient, Scarlett Joe came in, she wasn't mine. I just overheard a conversation of, you know, the owner has exhausted her funds on Scarlett Joe's mom and, you know, she was going to euthanize. So I asked the doctor, I said, Hey, you know, is it, possible for me to save her like can I do this and he's like you can absolutely try it doesn't hurt to try you know it's either life or death at this point mm -hmm. so um you know I went out to the owner said hey this is totally up to you it's your option you know you can surrender or euthanize and we signed our papers she surrendered her over to me and it was a journey um she was three weeks old she had aspirate pneumonia and, um, she needed that round the clock care. And, you know, thankfully working in the animal hospital, I was, that was accessible to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing people in the field really helped us as well. So she came to me young and my business didn't really start until 2021. Um, I had just left a previous relationship and kind of my world was reforming mm -hmm. and, um, 
in a good way, of course. So I came to the conclusion that a lot of pet owners have great intentions for their fur babies, but are not fully educated. Um, and like you, you can't really predict everything. You can't predict, you know, accidents, but if you know, you know, you overfeed your dog, you run the risk of joint pain when your dog gets older, you know, mm -hmm. if you overfeed your dog, you could also run into diabetes. So these are things that people really just don't know. Some people, it's really not common knowledge. And I really decided I wanted to get myself out there. I said, how can I, how can I help people? Um, as needed really so like as soon as they find my course online they can start taking it they don't necessarily need me to do it so they can do it on their own um i'm there to guide them and help them and kind of be that backup for them so the online course is really going over you know the basics um pet insurance it has it also has um proper bowls to use really the high ones, the low ones, what's the difference? Why can they be cause a problem? Why can mm -hmm. certain toys cause problems? Um, seeing so many rope toys become an obstruction, but again, like there's not a warning on everything. And if you're not in the world of the veterinary world, you're not going to know. Right. So it's kind of my mission to help pet owners really become aware of their pet pets and honestly like early signs of disease that you can start early like, so many dogs come in and they're pale yellow and mm -hmm. yellow, like, yellow and you're like how did you not see that but they don't because they don't know right and it's just a lack of knowledge you know it's it's not really like they're trying to intentionally cause harm or anything no no mm -hmm. so that's it so with Scarlett Joe's mom, you said that the owner exhausted her funds on, on the mother. And so she wasn't able to provide for the baby, which was Scarlett Joe. So was, or, I mean, you might not know this, but some of the, the different things that she had to pay for, for, for her mother, was it because of like, you know, overfeeding and she was overweight and she had diabetes and, um, you know, things that could have been prevented. So therefore she would have had the funds to help Scarlett Joe whenever she was three weeks old and, and had pneumonia. So to my understanding, it was something related to the mom dog having puppies. Okay. Um, so it was a complication with that, that mom had to take her to emergency mm -hmm. and kind of put thousands of dollars into mom. Um, so that was, that was my understanding. So it really wouldn't have been something she could have avoided, Okay, but they were, uh, bottle feeding her. So there are, Scarlett Joe was a runt and she wasn't thriving. So the reason why she got aspirate pneumonia was because she wasn't taking the bottle properly. Gotcha. Okay. So they could have avoided that if mm -hmm. they knew how to properly, again, it's not like they were doing anything wrong to her. <laughs> um, but if they would have known properly how to feed her, it's possible it could have been avoided. Right. So your course really focuses on a lot of like preventative measures, it sounds like, and especially the pet insurance that can just be 
so daunting to try to figure out. Um, I know that I have looked through some pet insurances before and it's, you know, it's almost just like overwhelming to the point that you like stop and you're like, I don't even want to look at this anymore. (laughs) Um, And so really having something like that, I know could just be so beneficial to, to pet parents, especially at the beginning, because if you wait to get something like pet insurance, you know, it's, it's not as good because things come up and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure you know so much more about that than me, but (laughs) your course focuses on a lot of different things like that, but it also has a community aspect to it. So you have a Facebook group for support. So I just want to know, how do you think that the community aspect of it has really helped owners and you know, do you think that it's, you know, because of the information sharing or like the general support, like what, what do you think it is? I think it's the information being shared, um, Mm -hmm. because recently I'm in New Jersey, it's the, the hot weather. So it's people walking their dogs out on the sidewalks and they're not thinking like, oh, it's hot on my bare feet. It's probably hot on their feet. But again, they're not like tiptoeing, like, oh, this is hot kind of thing the way we do. Um, you know, throwing those reminders on my Facebook page is just like, think, think like that little light that's just saying, Hey, pay attention to their paws. Um, you know, the other thing that comes up to my mind with their paws is people will kind of laugh when their dogs are chasing their kids around a pool. Mm-hmm. That- constant chasing around the pool, their paw pads are shredded. It's awful shredded. Um, so then they got these like little booties on their feet and trying to protect them. It's just, it's not good. So again, back to your, your question, it's the, the community of having that information out there and knowing where to get it and being resourceful and Mm -hmm. having it for pet owners. I think that's so interesting too, because you know, everyone has different experiences, which means they run into different problems and have to find different solutions. And so if they run into the problem, for instance, you know, their, their dog's paw pads just getting beat up and and wear down from the hot weather, they come on there and they say, you know, I've been in the hot weather for over a month now. And my dog has, it's their paw pads are shredded. For those of you who are maybe up north, here's this information so that you can prevent it kind of thing. You know, I feel like that information sharing can be so beneficial. Um, I feel like there's there's something that I that happened to us that I feel like if I would have known about it earlier, I wouldn't have given Layla or done whatever it was with Layla. So I could have prevented it. Um, I can't quite remember what it was now. But I remember thinking, I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have had somebody tell me that so that (laughs) it wouldn't have happened to us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that kind of comes to my mind is from working in an animal hospital, we have, you know, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes with pet owners. And if you're coming in for wellnesses, all you're going to get is wellness information. You're not going to get like, Hey, here's the pet poison control hotline. Hey, here's your hot summer tips. Um, and I've had to call the the poison control line before. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Layla. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely sharing that information and having it out there 
you don't know until you know, you know? <laughs> right. That is totally, totally right. Whenever I had to call, it was because Layla, uh, my grandma had dropped some ibuprofen and I really like, wasn't sure if Layla had gotten one or not. And so I knew that if she would have gotten one, it would have only been like one, it would have only been a single capsule. And so I was worried and I called the, the hotline, the poison hotline just to, you know, see, should I take her in like, just in case. And so they were able to verify with me that if it was only one, it wouldn't have been enough to put her into like toxicity levels basically. And so the, the, uh, what they told me was to just keep watch of her over the next eight to 12 hours and, and kind of see what symptoms arise. She didn't even have any symptoms. So I kind of think that she probably didn't even get one, but better safe than sorry. Oh, hundred percent. And, um, that's kind of the thing as well, you know, had worked in the industry. I am a huge worry wart, um, when it comes to my animals and my brain goes to complete mush because they're my babies. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I go into the vet myself and, you know, let's say they do know me, I tell them right off the bat, talk to me like I'm a normal pet owner because logic goes out the window. (laughs) Yes. That just perfectly leads into the next question. (laughs) So are you still in vet tech or are you not working at it anymore? I am no longer um, in the vet tech industry. Right now, I work inside sales for a veterinary supplement company, and I also work part-time at my local shelter as the foster coordinator. Okay, so you still are very much in that pet pet space realm. Um, I'm sure you still have a lot of things that you know and and new information coming to you, especially with the the supplement space, I feel like. Um, And so how has your background really influenced your decisions as a pet owner? I know you said, you know, kind of your logic goes out of the way, but has your logic like ever crept in and is like, this is the right thing to do. You know, it's the right thing, but your emotions and your heart are just like, but it's your baby, you know, (laughs) maybe I want to take them for a walk or maybe I want to let them play out in the yard, even though it's 80 degrees and they might, you know overheat or something like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll probably use like going for a walk and taking them to a park that, mm-hmm. you know, could be filled with other dogs or could be filled with just people walking. Um, for me, it's kind of being hyper alert and paying attention more so to my surroundings. And honestly, yes, I have five dogs, not taking all five dogs on a walk. Cause that's not smart. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in my mind, again, I'm a very proactive person. So if something were to arise, can I pick them up? Can mm-hmm. I get them out of harm's way? Um, so that's kind of, I, I kind of always have an out, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong? How can I help them? Um, and again, just being proactive with the situation that I'm in. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like if I had that knowledge, I would always be like anxious and anticipating, you know, what could happen. And I would go through the, the millions of what ifs kind of thing. 
And so honestly, it's probably better for me to not have that information as a dog owner, <laughs> just knowing myself. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm the type of person that if I have a symptom, I like Google it and mm. get on WebMD and determine that I have cancer or like I'm dying. So, <laughs> you know, it's a whole other ball game though, whenever it's your, your pet and your baby, because mm-hmm. you only want the best for them. And you think to yourself, well, I, you know, I, if, if it's cancer, like I'll, I'll figure it out, but you know, if it's them and they might have something like really, really wrong your whole world just kind of shatters. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't know if you can see that picture in the background, but there's a picture Mm -hmm. of me and my dog. Her name is Lily. Um, she, she got really sick and quick. Um, and it's really just doing the best you can. Um, knowing that one veterinarian's opinion is not the be all end all. So mm-hmm. it's always good to get another opinion. Um, she, she did have a cancer and she was happy until the day she died. And that's probably the worst because you're like, when is it right? When is it time to do it? Because her tail still wagged, um, but she was skin and bones. So I'm like, it's what's her quality of life that you really mm-hmm. need about. And that's where my, my vet tech side came in and was like, Amanda, you, you can't hold on to her for selfish reasons. You need to know, um, you know, what is she doing? You know, how is she living and go from there? So I think that would be hard for a normal dog owner to do that hasn't been on the other side like, like you have, you know, because I'm sure that you've had to have those quality of life situations with other dog owners. And so you kind of knew how the conversation went and what to look for in the dog. But when it's your own dog, it's totally different. Absolutely. And that's where, you know, having my community and having that membership available to people and having my number available to people is really to help guide them um, and also help point them in the right direction. So, mm-hmm. you know, working in the shelter, a lot of people are surrendering for reasons that you could find another resource. You could maybe reach out to a friend or maybe you could reach out to a rescue before they come to the shelter. And it's, you know, for myself, I can understand you get really stressed and you get really bogged down with all these thoughts and you feel helpless. I don't want you to feel helpless. I want you to know like, Oh, let me call Scarlett Joe's redemption. She can help me. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of like another point to, you know, what I offer. Right. You could almost be like a hotline, like call this (laughs) number if you need guidance, you know, with, with whatever in like the pet space, uh, especially like the pet health space, or if you have like a quick question, Thinking about, you know, whenever you're kind of in crisis with your dog, because mm-hmm. of the emotions that you're going through, it is really hard to think with logic sometimes and having a guy, like a guide, um, or somebody to help guide you or navigate you in the right direction that is out of the situation and doesn't have their emotions going on a roller coaster can yeah. be so beneficial, Um, and so knowing that you have that space 
for guidance or that person that you can go to or that community that you can go to is a very comforting feeling, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I want to prevent and avoid is Dr. Google. Um, (laughs) A lot of people love Dr. Google. (laughs) (laughs) And you could be creating more of a headache for yourself instead of going straight to the source, you know, Mm -hmm. getting that um, person that can really help you instead of Dr. Google or Joe Schmo on Facebook that doesn't know the right tools. So that's what also, you know, I'm here for is to kind of get that out. <laughs> right. A reliable source. Yes. Yeah. So all of your dogs, all five of them, I believe, um, yes. came to you with injuries. Is that right? Or was it only four of them? Four of them. Okay. So four out of the five dogs came to you with injuries. They all have like a patella injury. Is that right? Um, luxating patellas, um, is honestly, there can be born with. Okay. So it's just like the little kneecap goes in and right, out. It's right. Really common with the uh, smaller dogs. Okay. Interesting. So they all came to you with injuries and I'm sure with that specific injury, it kind of made it hard for, you know, movement and mobility and, and joint issues, of course. So how did you physically and emotionally make sure that you were taken care of because they were, I'm sure they required a lot more attention due to those injuries. So how did you, you know, take me time or take care of yourself so that you were able to give back to them? Um, so, I mean, to be honest, the, the luxating patella is something they live with. Okay. Um, there is certain levels of, of um, severity. Um, and all of them are just fine. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I will say my, my little Yorkie, he's probably eight pounds. Um, he's the only one that will walk on all four legs, but will run with three legs because it's easier for him. And it's probably really uncomfortable for his little kneecap to continue going in and out, in and out when he's running. So for him, um, he, he kind of manages that on his own. And for me, I need to visually monitor them daily and just see how they're doing my eyes are on every single issue that could possibly go wrong with them anyway, (laughs) but I keep looking at them. Um, you know, it's joint supplements, it's fish oil, it's keeping them comfortable, um, until they get to their elderly age and arthritis kicks in. And let's say that they start to need, um, NSAIDs that Mm -hmm. can keep them even more comfortable, but we're not there yet. So they're doing good and I'm doing good. (laughs) Good, 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 good. Like even whenever you were maybe had a hard day at work, because I know like with vet tech, that can just be, you know, physically draining because you're up and carrying and moving dogs, but emotionally draining as well, especially because you were so close with the the owners coming in. Was there anything that you ever did that was kind of like your go-to self-care, I should say? Mm -hmm. Um, definitely journaling. I love journaling. I love journaling. It's 
so like therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, going through all the emotions that happen through the day, you know, they have puppies one moment and then a euthanasia the next. So that's definitely taxing on the heart. Um, physically, I love yoga. I love to practice it. I, um, was, I did teacher training a couple years ago and, um, it's, it does wonders for the body. So I definitely nourish myself that way. Oh yes. I, I love all of those. Um, (laughs) especially like going through the emotions. I feel like that's something that people don't typically consider self-care, but Mm. it's so huge in being able to, you know, not have all of that bottled up and you're able to regulate better. And, you know, you're really able to, I feel like just communicate better and know yourself a little bit more. And so you're able to, you know, go through your, just your day better. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, you're working with a team too. Mm -hmm. So if you're not regulated, then your anger, sadness is going to come out on the wrong people. So if you're not taking care of yourself, then it's just going to bleed on other people and you don't want to do that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And, and, you know, even with your dogs as well, you know, you don't want, uh, those emotions to come out on your dog. You know, I've had to deal with that from, from time to time and be able to see where I'm at. And, you know, if I've had a stressful day at work, and I don't have time to decompress myself, I might not do something as challenging with Layla, like take her to a new park where I'm not sure what might be thrown at us, you know, whether it's, you know, a a dog's off leash or, you know, Mm -hmm. sirens or weird noises, you know, I, I make sure to assess myself before I take her on any kind of adventure or exploration that might throw things at us that I can't physically handle. <laughs> and that's good. It's like a little check-in on yourself. What yes. can I handle today? What can I do? Yes. And I think that is much needed and something that dog owners should, should practice more regular regularly. Absolutely. So you have given us a really great overview of your course, your community that you are building, um, talking so much about preventatives and training guidelines and insurance. Um, so what advice would you give to somebody that is bringing home a new dog, whether that be a rescue or a puppy? And, you know, what would you tell them to be proactive and preventative to ensure that their pet, you know, is never in a crisis situation? Um, I would say take my course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one rule (laughs) on top of that. (laughs) Um, honestly, before this puppy or dog even comes home, know what you want, know your lifestyle, know, um, you know, your home. Do you have a fenced in yard? Do you have time to walk your dog? Um, I find that a lot of behavior problems come from dogs not having an outlet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if they're in a cage because you're working nine to five, then you come home, you make dinner, and then you're getting ready for bed. It's not ideal. So, you know, maybe you go for that older dog in the shelter until your life and schedule becomes more available. Um, It's just really 
being proactive. It's mm-hmm. just thinking outside the box of, I want a puppy and not realizing, oh my gosh, so many people in this, I'm in a Facebook group where I follow new pet owners and I see all their pain points and a lot of them have puppy blues. Right. And they just, it's overwhelming. It's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a big commitment. Um, and just realizing the time that you really have to dedicate to them to be their advocate, you know, you're their caretaker now. So what's going to work with your life um, is really what you really need to analyze. Really full circle there with coming back in on checking in with yourself and what you can handle. (laughs) (laughs) I did not set that up at all, but really full circle there. I like it. I like (laughs) it. So um, I'm sure that you have had so much experience seeing people go through health and injuries uh, health and injury crises with their dog, um, with being in the, the vet tech space. And so I know each situation is different, but is there anything that you would tell an owner at that time of the crisis to be able to emotionally handle the, the situation better? You know, would it be to avoid Dr. Google, you know, make sure to take care of yourself during this time? What, what is something that you would tell them? Um, letting them know that they, you know, after this appointment, you still have us, you Mm -hmm. still have someone to really help you and guide you through this traumatizing time. So a lot, um, that comes to my mind, I used to work for a hospital that did a lot of orthopedic surgeries and, um, and ACL tear, uh, is pretty expensive. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people go into a crisis of financials and can we afford it? Can we take care of it? And it's, you know, the surgery and then it's the aftercare. Um, it's a, it's a lot and it's overwhelming for people. So it's really, you know, your dog's okay. So here's your homework. When you go home, you know, read about it, take it in, take a moment. Um, and it's all going to be okay you know, just Mm -hmm. giving that reassurance of, you know, this is a common injury. This is something that happens kind of often for dogs that are chasing squirrels. That's always happening. (laughs) (laughs) So again, it's just being helpful and resourceful to those pet owners and knowing they're not alone. Yes, of course. I love that. So before we wrap up, I like to ask every person that I bring on this, what does having a dog mom mentality mean to you? See this one I did write down and I did look at my, in my homework, <laughs> um, being prepared, you took on this life and it's yours to be their advocate for it. Um, that's my mentality because they're my responsibility now. And they look to me to feed them, to care for them and make sure they're up to date on their vaccines. And, um, I love it. You know, I love being able to provide for them and give them a life that they can live happily in. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that how you, how you have that mentality with your own dogs really just drives the mission of what you want to do with, with your business and your course. So I think that is, I think having that mission and having that passion and, you know, seeing it every single day with your own dogs really just takes it up to the next level. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
of course, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything that like, you know, we didn't cover that you really just want people to know about your course and your business? I did want to touch back on um, the pet insurance and how you're like, it's overwhelming. It's too it much. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk and about that. It is. It is a lot. And it's overwhelming. And the one thing, because I recently did a podcast or maybe a year ago now on pet insurance and each pet insurance company offers something different. Mm -hmm. So again, having me as your resource and having me to guide you and help you, it's, Hey, I have a great Dane. You know, what are, what should I really be looking for? For me, I'm going to say orthopedic, you know, let's find you one that's really going to benefit you for the orthopedic reasons. You have a Yorkshire Terrier. Okay. Let's focus on dental. Not all of them cover dental and not all of them will benefit you in the way that you need it to. Mm -hmm. So from doing my homework, which I thoroughly enjoy, <laughs> um, I just want people to get the most for their money. Um, that's another thing I talk a lot on my pages is, you know, a happy and healthy pet and saving you money. Saving you money is just really knowing your tools and your mm -hmm. resources. So that would kind of be the last thing that I would, I would touch on. Okay, perfect. Well, I, I'm going to have you send me that podcast link and I will link it in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go and listen to Amanda's episode on, uh, pet insurances, we'll mm -hmm. have that in the show notes and I'm sure it'll be extremely helpful. I know that I'm going to go and listen to it. <laughs> and I'm also going to have her website and Facebook page and Instagram all in the show notes. So if you're really interested in checking out her course and learning about different preventative measures, training guidelines, insurance, basically just like pet 101, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, check it out. I think she would love it. I think it'll be really informative and super great for, for new dog owners, especially. So Absolutely. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. And thanks everybody for listening again. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.